Welcome. You're tuned into the Living in Rhythm podcast, where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. Yeah, I'm Sister Sunday, and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? This week, we are using our radiance to penetrate the field, to really start to get precise and clear about our intentions and our shine, if you know what I mean. (laughs) You know, and this is the thing. I feel like this is the time where make the decision and make it happen, y'all. This is the perfect time to do so. There's so much energy and love and, and support just lining up for us right now. We've got the sun in the last 10 degrees of Leo, and then the moon is waxing towards a full moon in Aquarius opposite the sun. This full moon is on August 11th and 12th. It's making some interesting um, aspects to Saturn, the north node with Uranus. So we've got some fixing, sustaining energy working its way into the field. And then we have this Venus thing happening right now. Venus will be trining Neptune, opposing Pluto. There's a a flow of love that's looking to be defined right now, according to our highest potential. So I want to talk about that, and I want to talk about the Hermetic Principle of Correspondence. This idea of really like making a relationship between two existence, existing levels of consciousness to really start to form some of these etheric ideas into the third dimensional realm. We want to planetize some of this stuff. And how we do it is by using our center of gravity to calibrate the core and fine tune ourselves in a way where we can start to really realize these things in the third dimension so let's tune in take a nice deep inhale and exhale find your seat your feet and ground your energy into the earth And using your breath and your heartbeat, just tune into your center of gravity. Fill the space in all the directions that surround you. The north, the south, the east, and the west. That vertical axis and that horizontal axis, all organizing around the center of your heartbeat and your solar plexus. Its own rhythmic timing. And as you tune into your heartbeat and your rhythmic timing, just feel a sense of groundedness and presence and allow that, that pulse, that, that presence to radiate into your whole body from your head to your toes, through your fingertips and into the space in the field that surrounds you. And then take a nice deep breath and just... Start to observe that presence, your, your piercing presence, your existence is communicating a vibration and 
The art of this is to really start to use that presence to, in a way, penetrate the field, to imprint the space that surrounds you. We want to start to learn and embrace the ability to move this energy, this awareness, this this presence that we're developing in our center of gravity into the space that surrounds us. And this is another way that we can start to fix, sustain, and manifest in the third dimension. So a lot of this work, this embodiment work, this living in rhythm is really oriented around our ability to to bring our presence, to, to really presence our state, our mental, physical, and spiritual or energetic state into the moment, into the time and space that we live. And so take a nice deep inhale, suspend the breath and observe the heartbeat, that pulse, and then exhale. And one last time, inhale. Suspend that breath, observe the pulse, and exhale. And as your breath and your presence regulate themselves, just observe it. Observe the the rhythm and the pulse of your own presence in the field. And if there was a way that you could use your imagination to direct some energy a little bit further than where it's going, like a wave on the shore, just a little bit further on the shore. We want to wax our energy. That's what this season is about. As we wax the moon, we wax our energy. Just focusing on this always brings me back to the understanding around observation and correlation. Jeffrey Wolf Green's phrase that I use all the time, the idea around observing and making a connection between the relationships, the relationships that we have around our own observations and our own presence. Because my understanding and my relationship to gravity is different than yours, you know, and this is according to our different times and spaces. Now that's a whole nother podcast episode. However, the thing that's important for us to recognize is that it Our own unique experience has an effect on our own understanding. And I've been talking about the hermetic principles a lot. I brought up the idea of mentalism in the previous episode around the first hermetic principle around that the universe is the mind and that our mental thoughts really do create our reality. The second hermetic principle is the principle of correspondence. And this is our understanding of of the way that things connect and relate to one another. Two different understandings and experiences can relate to the same thing. And it's just this idea is around, around the, how things connect and relate to one another. So a common understanding of this would be the phrase as above, so below, or as within, as without the micro and the macro and how we can really start to understand the nature of the universe by understanding this nature of correspondence and how things really do reflect one another. And at the same time, there's a different understanding according to our relationship to that. And so 
it's loaded, but I, I, I think it's important. I'm going to be bringing, I'm going to be going through these hermetic principles over the next few episodes. Basically, again, we started with mentalism and here we are at this understanding about relating in our own relationship to ourself, our own relationship to our own center of gravity and our presence can have an effect on the world and the way we experience it. And my premise, the premise and the philosophy that I'm going with is this idea that it is so important. It is so important for all of us in our own unique way to develop our own relationship to the way that the world is communicating to us. So I use the example around the clairs, as they're called, the clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience. There's one for each sense, actually. But you can look them up, you know, do your own research. It's good for you. The idea though, is that you will, you will definitely have a connection to at least one of the clairs. If you're listening to this and you're, you're down with the living in rhythm, then you're definitely at least experiencing one of the clairs. And I think what you'll find is that you're actually working through multiple understandings of this relationship that maybe you're the field or your understanding of the world is communicating to you through your senses. So for example, I'm very much, I, I entered into the world as a clairsentient. These people are often acknowledged as empaths. We feel, I feel and gain insight through feeling the world. I can feel people and their presence and their states a lot more than I can think them or you know, like I could get a lot of information from feeling my way through the world and relating to the way that other people are expressing their emotions. So that's a clairsentient. Clairaudient could be that you're getting insight through your hearing things or clairvoyance is seeing things. You could smell things. There's like, we have smells that there's a, I forget the word, but the, the idea of really relating to our sense of smell and using that as, as feedback and guidance and intuition, you know, so the reason why I'm bringing this up is again, is it's, it helps us to develop our sense of correspondence, the way that we respond to the world and relate to the world. It's not what I respond to, but it's how I respond. It's not the way, you know, it's, it's really, this all comes back to, the way that we present ourselves, the way that we express ourselves, the way that we interpret, the way I'm using this word repetitively on purpose because it is so unique. Each individual human has a way and it all has to do with our own experiences, our own lineups and in the way that we've, we've lived in the world to this point of where we're beginning this new understanding and Again, how do we, how do we let this communication influence and guide us in a way where it's beneficial to our own sense of presence and our sense of presence on this planet right now, because this is what it's about. It's how are we showing up? And, you know, if you're, if we're showing up and, and responding, corresponding to fear, anxiety, tension, illusion, delusion, lies, you know, separation, all these things that are throwing humanity off kilter. If we're responding to this in a way where we're off balance, then we're contributing. 
However, this is the vibrational balance in, in the understanding of the principle of correspondence. If I relate to things and have an understanding and a presence and an awareness, then I can organize and manage it in a way where we can bring some balance. And again, everything's just looking for balance and in unity and presence in this world. You know, I mean, that's the harmonic resonance that we're going for. We're looking for harmony and balance. And, you know, this shows up in a lot of different ways. And so the art and science of living in rhythm teaches us to develop our own relationship to the way that we're experiencing the world so that we can tune in and be harmonic in our resonance and in our frequency rather than disharmonic or dissonant, you know, <laughs> who it's so deep, you know, in these hermetic principles, which I said, I'm going to bring them up each, each episode, we'll get through a new one, a new understanding of one. I just, you know, and again, do your own research. It's, it's so deep. These, these philosophies, uh, they they can be life-changing in our understanding and our experience of life itself. And what I want to reiterate, which is so important and why I share this in every single episode of, of living in rhythm podcast is I'm looking for this understanding of these, this balance and harmony with, with life itself. And that has to do with me, where I am on the planet earth in relationship to the rhythms and the cycles of life itself, which is generally the, the best way to map these cycles and under have an understanding and a relationship to these cycles is by understanding the rhythms of the sun and the moon in relationship to the earth. And so that's what we do in every single episode. The main focus is tuning ourselves and then developing a relationship to the sun, the moon, the stars, the elements, building a super consciousness so that we can become alchemists. I just riffed a little bit off my friend MCAD's lyrics to a song that he wrote. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the song in this moment, but that's one of my little, this, this is the, it's cool. That's what brings us together. We, we harmonize in a way where we are both in our own way, working in relationship to ourselves in this planet and how we show up on this earth and the people that I hold dear on this planet, my best friends, you know who you are. Shout out to my besties. There's a few of you that listen regularly and I'm so grateful and I love you. And you, you know, what you'll find is that there's a lot of the, my relationships and my connections to life show up in this podcast. I love to, to bring my connections and my reflections and my relationships into each episode because it's, it's the way that I relate to this world is through my connection to myself, the sun, the moon, the stars, and the people that I love the most, the things that I love the most. And hopefully what is happening for you is that you're being inspired to do the same in your own unique way. And that's really what this upcoming Leo moon is about is, is all about, we're looking to identify our unique within the, you know, our unique within the community. We're individuals within a collective whole. And as we harmonize and consolidate our presence, our unique presence in the collective, and then we harmonize with the whole from that unique presence, that's when we can really see the change, make change on this planet. 
you know, and, and it's not about, I mean, big change can happen that way, but also small change, like the small changes of just changing your vibration from being low and depressed to a little bit, feeling a little bit better just by being able to harmonize with another human being, you know, and having them see you for who you are and you seeing them for who they are. This is a, an acknowledgement and a, a recognition of our individual and unique presence. You know, this, so this full moon is this, the axis between Leo and Aquarius. And I've been contemplating and really thinking about what is the, what is the axis? What is the phrase I want to use right now for this axis to define this axis? And if you would have asked me like even a couple of hours before recording this, I didn't know, but it hit me. It's about our expression and our freedom. It's our expression and liberation. It is the soul's radiance and liberty, the sovereignty, the freedom of the soul to express itself to its highest radiant capacity, fullest potential. That's what this is about is full potential of thyself because pretty soon we're going to have to prepare ourselves for the others to integrate with others. And the thing that I've learned with having a potent Libra energy in my chart is that integrating with the other is a wonderful thing. However, if the, if the solidarity and the presence of the self is not clear and consolidated and true to its form, it can get muddied and confused and waver just from the very presence of another, of the other, of outside influence. And this is something that I really learned and harnessed over these last couple of years through having to draw our energy in and keep it at home and consolidated and not around a lot of people. I learned this part of myself. I saw this part of myself that actually really benefited from that quietness that consolidation of energy to not have so many voices and so much outside feedback so that I could tune into myself through my own sensory experience and really develop again, develop my own connections and correspondence and relationships to the outside world and the feedback it was giving me, you know, and this is important. We can do this in small and big scales. This is the beautiful thing of the correspondence too, as above, so below, within, without, macro, micro. I mean, it, it, it turn the volume up, turn it down. Doesn't matter. Play with it. It's your experience. And the, the thing is, is the more we all independently and individually and uniquely own our own, our own ability to express ourselves and to tune in, then we get that, that defines how free we can be. Because when you're solid in your vibration and you're clear in your vibration, then, then you're contributing. And, and it's a very, very potent presence and experience that, that contributes to the collective whole. And that's what this world needs is like clear, present, piercing, penetrating vibration. That's like full of radiance, full of love, full of harmony with itself, it's this authenticity that can come through that is so beautiful that 
you know, this is what the harm, the, the axis of Leo and Aquarius really does teach us is that ability to be authentic and unique within yourself and to shine and to have that radiant, majestic love showing through that's yours, your signature love, your signature vibration, you know, that's unique to you. And, and when we come together and we're all shining in our own way, what a beautiful, you know, what a beautiful world this could be. And, you know, that's what it's about in my heart and soul. I feel like it's about, you know, what is my life is, but a culmination of my own experiences. And so why not make each experience, each experience, each moment, each day unique and expressive and just like unique and pure according to your own, your own soul's mission which brings me to, you know, I just want to address the lion's gate, which I love lion's gates. I love lions. I love Leos. And eight, eight, two eights is great. And I also just want to bring it back to the, the nature of the living in rhythm is, is beyond this uh, Gregorian Julian calendar that, that, situates, that situates us around the day, August 8th, 2022. And this time period around these days on this calendar, the numbers are really cool. There's, there's, I'm not negating that there is a presence there. I'm also wanting to, my big prayer is for us to transcend some of these, uh, calendar structures, you know, the, some of them are like the hallmark holidays is what they've been coined in the past too. Some of them and some of these spiritual like high holy days are turning into hallmark holidays as far as like the lion's gate and this and that. And, you know, bless it, bless it be, bless it all. It's all good in the sake. And if we're truly living in rhythm, we're beyond the the calendar. Like this isn't, this is not about a calendar. And what I want to talk about moving into the future I, I'm I'm getting closer, but I, I want to talk more about sidereal astrology and the sidereal mapping of the of the celestial bodies rather than the tropical, which very generally I use the tropical. A lot of astrologers use tropical astrology. And you know, the truth of the matter is if we're really gonna get serious about time and space and being present where we are, we're gonna have to address the sidereal mapping, which is basically the understanding that the universe is expanding and that things are not where they were when astrology was established. You know, the, the cosmos, the, the zodiac, the, the actual Milky Way galaxy is, is in flux and changing all the time. And what we consider Leo, the heart of Leo, the star of Regulus Leo is not in the sign of Leo. It's, it's between Leo and can the sign of cancer. And we're actually in the sign of cancer, right? You know, we've been in the sign of cancer in the first degrees of Leo. So, I mean, you know, you could blow minds in for days if you really start getting so precise with all of this. And I want to, <laughs> Um, but all in good time, you know, and in, in a lot of it, I honestly will say this too, that I will not share something, especially with you in this format, if I have not done my own due diligence in research and study and application and experience with what I'm sharing. I will not replicate and just duplicate something because it's something to talk about. I would 
only prefer, I prefer to share my own experiences, which is why I say that we are, you know, waxing philosophy around, you know, our experiences and ideas that I've had. And, and, um, and that's important for me to share because there is a big, this is a, this is some heavy stuff, like in, in all due respect, a lot of these understandings of the, of the cycles of life, once we begin to make a connection, that true correspondence and, and observation and, and relationship to these, to our understanding of ourselves in relationship to the planets and the stars, there's a responsibility that ensues beyond that. And not only in our responsibility of like embodying what we are understanding in the presence of what we're learning, it's also, there's, there's much, there's some heavy ethical boundaries that I, that I'd like to name and, um, that have to do with this, that I take extremely serious. Again, one of those things that I take more serious than I let on. Um, however, like when you get a reading with me, you know, I take it extremely serious on an, on a loving and pure, authentic heart space from, from that kind of space, but also from an ethical space of that I've taught enough body work to really understand that it's important to have people have their experiences and to allow people to, to begin where they're at rather than to project onto or force some sort of thing alignment pattern, positioning physically or energetically that is not that the body and mind and spirit are not totally opened and ready to receive. And uh, I talked with this, like a shout out to Deeds. I talked about this with Deeds and she she's a, a student and a teacher sharer of the feng shui, the art of feng shui. She's studying it and, and starting to share it. And, you know, uh, we talk about this a lot of like, when we offer up ideas and skill sets to support ourselves and others to allow energy to flow more, whether it be in the field, the space, or in the physical or energetic structure of the body, mind, spirit, there is a responsibility around that as a supporter, facilitator, teacher in sharing that information and you know, I feel that way about astrology too, about this idea of understanding the rhythms of the cycles. And, you know, so these last days of Leo are extremely potent. These last 10 degrees are extremely potent because it's about this embodiment and this understanding of really taking the throne, crowning thyself, using our presence to communicate and penetrate the field in a way with, with, not a lot of effort. It's the presence itself. It's the action and the embodiment itself that speaks the volumes. And that's what this oppositional, this moon really brings forth, this Leo sun opposite the Aquarius moon, which will happen on August 11th at 7.35 p.m. Mountain Time. That is where the sun and the moon will be opposite of one another in Leo and Aquarius What's really interesting about this moon, this full moon, is that the sun will be opposite that moon, which will be, the moon will be conjuncting Saturn. So the sun is, uh, is opposite Saturn. Now that moon conjuncting Saturn, to me, the way I interpret that is that it is a 
deeper connection. It offers up a, a potential for us to deepen our connection between our intuition and the foundation that we're really building, to use our intuition and guidance system to develop the new foundation, which again, like we are building, this is the dawning, this is the dawning of Aquarius. You know, we're at the Aquarian dawn, which means we are, we're putting together the building blocks. So this is a beautiful opportunity before Pluto enters into Aquarius. Saturn is here showing us with this last full moon here really showing us this ability to have a little insight and foresight into what are the foundations, what are the keys we're going to need in this new foundation that we're building. And the sun is shining a little bit more light on it with that opposition. On top of all the other personal stuff I was talking about earlier, as far as empowerment and embodiment. (laughs) So that's the, that's the full moon. The other thing that's really interesting about the full moon is that the sun and the moon and Leo and Aquarius will be squaring the north node and Uranus in Taurus, as well as the south node in Scorpio. So if you saw the chart, there's like a big square in the middle of the chart. It's a big square. And it's interesting because it's squaring it. The points, the axis points that are squaring are Aquarius and Leo and Taurus and Scorpio. And these are the fixed signs in the Zodiac, which this is a sustaining, fixing, found, you know, this is the sustaining energies, which are holding the beat, keeping a rhythm. And I've been talking so much about that brave heart and keeping the beat and really like you holding, holding that rhythm and that steadiness in the pace. And, you know, this full moon is really offering up more of that fixing and sustaining energy. And it brings back to, you know, so the square with the nodes, right? So we have the future and the past, along with that electricity of in transformation that comes from Uranus, squaring the sun and the moon, which is our conscious and our subconscious, the light and the intuitive capacity, the guidance and the knowing. And it's this beautiful, the square, like squares in most astrological perspectives causes friction, slowdowns, you know, hesitations, all these things. It, it does that, but it also is like, it's like a four way stop for me. It's a point where you stop and you look in the directions and it's like, where's the best path? There's nothing wrong with having a little slowdown in order to organize and clear up and prepare and make decisions around where to go. And again, we're fixing. So we're looking for the the longevity and the sustainability in our choices. That's what I want to say about that. Sustainability in our choices. And so one of the other things I want to talk about astrologically that's happening is Venus. And so Venus is in the sign of cancer right now. And Venus represents, and all by itself, Venus really does represent our value systems, our ethics, the things that we believe in, the things that we love, cherish, appreciate. It can be our possessions and our monies as well. 
but it's really about the values and the ethics and the things that we care, like cherish and care about. And so having it be at in the sign of cancer is really focusing on the home, the security and the foundation that, that gives us that stability and support that we need. It's like a snuggly blanket, warm blanket padding in the sign of cancer. On August 7th, so as I drop this podcast, Venus will be trining Neptune and that's water sign connecting to the, like, so Venus in Cancer is a water sign connecting to Neptune in Pisces, another water sign, which makes it a Trinity. And so this trine is in the, in this, in the element of water, which is really nurturing our emotions and our intuition around love and appreciation and grace and all things beautiful, the things that, like, again, the things that we, that we honor and we cherish, that we're ready to uphold is our new value systems, as the things that we, we believe in deeply on an ethical and, and loving and appreciative way, in, in that sort of vibrational way. And so I talked a lot about it in, a few months ago when there was a lot of Neptune transits, which will there's going to be some coming up again, but Neptune was big on the radar a few months ago because it had, there was a big conjunction of Venus, Jupiter, Mars, Neptune, all in Pisces. And then everything kind of dispersed. And now Venus is from that moment. Now Venus is trining, making a harmonic relationship to that Neptune. And what I want to remind everybody is that Neptune, the planet Neptune and Pisces represents this higher calibration of love, a higher frequency of love. And it's it trining and harmonizing with Venus in Cancer. It's bringing up it trining, Venus and Neptune trining one another in the water elements is bringing up this, I'm getting a deep message around appreciation and the grace around just gratitude, gratitude, grace, and appreciation. And just really honoring and cherishing that which is in front of us. What's working? What feels nurturing? What feels harmonic right now? Put more love and support and energy there because that's where it's going to feed the future. You know, and uh, what I want to say about that, that beautiful trine is that as soon as it, you know, it completes its trine, it, and then by the 8th of, I think it's the 8th, yeah, by the 8th of August, just like one day later, Venus is opposing Pluto. So it's like a full moon energy when it's in opposition, it's like full moon. And so Neptune, or I'm sorry, Pluto and Venus opposing one another. So Venus is in, Venus is in the sign of cancer. Pluto's in the sign of Capricorn, the foundation, the structure, the authority, transforming and dissolving as as we watch day by day opposite venus which was just a few months ago conjunct they were together in capricorn now they're opposite one another giving each other the look <laughs> hmm. seeing where we've been thinking about where we're going as we peek through this full moon essence right now is the perfect time to clear the slate let go of any unnecessary 
hanging on. Like, let it go. No more dangles, no more frat. Like, just, I mean, clean it, clear it. Dissolve anything that feels not solidly connected and jump into the into the future as far as our own ability to really trust and have faith in that which we we believe in for the future. I mean, it, it comes down to like, again, this is a way that we embody. The embodiment comes from us like really letting go of understanding what's serving, what's harmonizing and what's not harmonizing and being fierce and clear and clean. That's that Leo Aquarius energy of just like cutting it, cleaning it, letting it go, leaving it behind. Can we be brave enough to do that so that with this Venus opposite Pluto, we can really transform our values. I feel like we're at this place, this line. It's like cross the bridge, be willing, be willing to cross the bridge, let go, walk away from what has not worked or what feels old and in the way and move into the future with a little bit of faith, have a little trust, have a little faith and, and a higher calibration, higher love higher frequency of, of presence and ethical standing. You know, if we hold ourselves more accountable at this higher frequency, and then we can like meet each other there. I mean, again, think about the, our potential right now. Humanity is meeting a, an incredible moment in time and space to upgrade its potential and its capacity. And it's going to take some brave hearts that's this last degrees of, of Leo. Are we brave enough? Can we be brave enough to really step into the future? You know, to embrace that which maybe feels un, unseen, unheard, unknown. The way I look at it is there's a lot of things. This is the brand new renaissance. We are, are on the essence, on the edge of the brand new renaissance. And the things that are being conceptualized and created in this time and space right now are the foundations for a new human experience. And by understanding that and taking responsibility and, and presence and acknowledgement of that, we can start to have more fun in, in our creativity. We can have more fun in our soul expression and we can get actually free. We can get some freedom around our expression, you know? And I feel like this time, this time is is offering up this beautiful opportunity for us all each individually to fine tune to to just like refine and fine tune our perfect resonance our resonant frequency so that our uniqueness our unique presence can shine with the radiance that it's meant to shine through and we can project and penetrate into the future the, the light and the, the presence and the awareness and the experiences that we want to see and have not for ourselves but for humanity as a whole because we're all so connected and we're all so unique at the same time and so 
just use this this vinyl use these days these high days of the leo season these dog days of summer where sirius is is rising on the eastern horizon and the light is shining in more and more just last bits of light like catch it catch it and let yourself shine let your soul shine you know and and give yourself be courageous and brave enough to to be yourself and to let your frequency penetrate the field you know because if you don't who will and if not now then when let's make it happen y'all we can do it individually and together and I see you and I feel you and I'm grateful for you so thank you so much for tuning in I love you all so much big up big 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 shout out to my fam and friends you all of you who are listening on a regular basis thank you so much for the love and the feedback and the support and know I'm here for you just reach out if you need me find me on the socials find me on the website (laughs) yeah and you know let your soul shine y'all you can do it shine bright (laughs) blessed love Peace.